Hello! Welcome sa isa na namang episode ng Ang Husay Show, brought to you by Husay Company. I'm Leia Rasay. And I'm Deborah Lemuel. We invite artists and creative professionals to share their personal stories and expertise to all of us. There are just so many interesting things to talk about today. Kaya naman, simula na natin ang kwentuhan sa mahusay na araw na ito. Hi guys! Welcome to Ang Husay Co. Show! This is our third um, episode. Yun nga, so third episode na ito, first two episodes. First si Marian Dutera ng How Great Thou Art and yung second si PJ Rebolida. Napaka-catchy, no? Ang Husay Co. Show is uh, basically a live conversation between artists who are going through the same phase and pace in life, lalo na ngayon sa time ng um, COVID. And I think na all artists are really meaning to produce work and would love to share what they have. It's just that limited tayo ngayon with the lockdown and with the distance. So, Husay Ko made a way to build bridges. <laughs> and hopefully these conversations as casual conversations na we mean to share a lot of information from our guest artists to the artists and artists at heart who are listening to us. Because it happens weekly, so lagi lang po kayong umantabay sa Husay Company. Meron po kami Facebook page, Instagram, and ngayon may Zoom na din. So ano nga ba ang Husay Company? So Husay Company, um, it's all about empowering performing artists. So from teaching entrepreneurial mindsets of being a professional performer to connecting them to different jobs in the entertainment, production, yung mga advocacy work. So they also volunteer to our different partner NGOs. So si Husay Matuto, yung learning brand natin. So si Husay Ahensya, yung more on, we help brands humanize their um, initiatives through performing arts. And also yung kapwa mahusay, yung social impact aspect ni Husay. So ngayon, ang third guest natin na isang prima ballerina. I think with the term prima ballerina pala, alam na natin lahat kung sino yun eh. Parang who doesn't know her, right? Pero um, sige, personal anecdote ko. When I was still in high school, Philippine High School for the Arts, ano na yun, graduating batch kami nun, and then we were supposed to may, uh, show our recital twice. Sa, isa sa Makiling and then isa sa CCP. But then some unexpected, unwanted, undesirable circumstances happened na yung booking namin sa CCP na-cancel kasi meron yatang isa pang show that uh, was... Uh, uh, the, was scheduled there. So, parang nagkaroon na misunderstanding. And so, bilang high school uh, student sa graduating, syempre nag-panic kami, ganyan. Mm-hmm. And then, our teacher during that time, si Sir Robert Medina, uh, was able to help us along with our parents um, by contacting other people na pwede siguro or other venues na pwede namin pagpresentan. And lo and behold, itong uh, very significant person na interviewin natin ngayon, she presented her venue and gave us the opportunity to actually perform sa Star Theater. It was a big honor for us kasi hindi, hindi rin yung normal sa PHSA history na makapag-perform kami at makapag-put up kami ng recital dun sa venue niya. So, aside from being a significant name that she is, um, I cannot forget her for her kindness with that. So, ako naman, ang ano ko, ang memories ko about 
this person. Um, yeah, lagi ko siya naririnig dati nung bata pa ako. Ano, lagi ko naririnig yung pangalan niya, napapanood ko rin siya sa mga, sa sa TV, nung, nung hindi pa uso ang Netflix, puro local TV. Tapos, naririnig ko na lagi siyang um, nagre-represent sa Philippines. And we know naman na yung talent ng Filipinos, di ba, is really world class. And isa siya sa mga nagbibit-bit talaga ng ano, kagalingan ng isang Filipino performer. To think na nagsathrive pa rin siya sa industry, di ba? So it's really um, an honor to get to know her personally and to share her with everyone else. You know? Actually, excited na excited na ako. Kanina pa ako nagkipigil <laughs> na hindi magsalita at mag-mention na name niya. Pero dahil oh. eto na, the, the mic is on and the, the lights are set. Our guest speaker for today, or rather, guest interviewee for today, yes. So, uh, Ms. Lisa Makuha Elizalde, alam niyo na kasi na, <laughs> is the most celebrated prima ballerina of the Philippines and the first and only foreign artist in the prestigious Kirov Ballet in Russia. Multi-awarded in the field of dance, cultural radio, education, and artist welfare, she is also known as the ballerina of the people. For her advocacy and commitment to bringing ballet and world-class entertainment productions more accessible to wider audience. She is also a teacher, choreographer, artistic director, and CEO of Ballet Manila, the country's youngest and most sought classical dance company. Lisa also spearheads Project Ballet Futures, or PBF, an internationally recognized community scholarship program that trains public school students in classical ballet and in the performing arts. And so, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> without further ado, <laughs> let us welcome Miss Lisa Makuha Elizalde. Hi! Good afternoon po! Hello! Kamusta <laughs> ma'am? Na, okay na po? Hindi po ba kayo nahirapan sa pag-connect or ano man? Hindi naman. Kasi sanay na akong mag-Zoom dahil we've uh, been... I've been teaching company class through Zoom uh, wow. for the last uh, almost two weeks na. So, ako po si Leia. Medyo na starstruck ako. <laughs> to Debbie. Hello, Hello. So, we're from Husay Company. Thank you for um, joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. <laughs> um, so, na-meet natin si Miss Lisa noong uh, in-interview natin si PJ last week. So, very active siya talaga online. And yun, si Ishi teaches a lot of classes. Lalo na ngayong um, quarantine sa ano, virtual world. So, yeah, and I'm teaching for you on Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yes. Miss Lisa, ito na ang mga interview natin. <laughs> so, when and how did you start performing or becoming a ballerina? Well, you know, I started, I was eight years old wow. um, in the St. Teresa's College School of Dance under Felicitas Laya Gradaich. Uh, I was a grade two student in St. Teresa's College, Quezon City. And the ballet studio was located right in campus na. Up to now, it's still there. Um, yeah, it's being run now by Vai Leasing, I believe. Uh, so, I enrolled because my mom brought me to ballet kasi siya dati, um, she did ballet from when she was six until she was 13 years old. And then she was, she and many other um, young dancers were affected by the Papal Nuncio's ballet band back in the 1950s. Um, it was deemed 
uh, seen by the papal nuncio to dance ballet. So if you wanted to continue dancing ballet, you had to enroll in a non-Catholic school. So my mom was forced to stop dancing. So when she had me, I'm this first daughter and second child, she enrolled me in ballet class. She encouraged me to enroll in ballet class. But at the, in the beginning, it was yeah. like, you know, I wasn't taking it seriously at all. I was playing around. Akala ko nga, ang galing-galing ko na kasi nakaka-split ako. <laughs> <laughs> Yung pala, ballet is not all splits. <laughs> Ayun, I just kept at it until um, I stopped for a while kasi nga it was getting too much for my schedule, lalo na when I started to, uh, you know, enjoy other extracurricular activities. And then, um, and then I just missed it. So when I realized that I missed dancing ballet, I realized that I really wanted to continue dancing and seriously pursue it. Um, Maybe not as a career, but, you know, just really get more invested into it. Yeah. And then I watched the performance of Yoko Morishita, and that changed my life. Yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Debbie, nakaka-relate kasi ballerina, or nag-take, ano, ballerina ka rin, di ba? <laughs> Past life po, pero it was because of Miss Lisa's help that we were able to put up our graduation recital when I was in high school. Uh-huh. <laughs> thank you po for that. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. so, Miss Lisa, du- during that time, uh, marami sa inyo na gusto talaga mag-ballet classes or parang may, may clamor na ba nung time na yun? Um, well, during that time, first, yung mga mas nakatatanda no yung mga idol namin uh, were sila Irene Sabas um, si Sofia Radaich uh, Malu Rivera yun yung mga ate namin yung mga idol um, and then I'm at the same more or less the same age level of sila Tony Lopez Gonzalez, uh, Ana Villadolid. Yun, yun yung parang class namin, ano. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was part of Dance Theater Philippines. Mm. And at that time naman, yung mga performing, parang performing arm ng school namin, the St. Teresa's College School of Dance, yeah. was Dance Theater Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, yung kay Tita Vela naman uh, was the, the performing arm was dance concert company under Eric V. Cruz and Vela Damian. Doon naman puma- pumasok si Osias Baroso who, you know, who uh, was my dance partner for a long time and now he's my co-artistic director in Ballet Manila. But marami kaming nagbabalay um, but again, at that time, I think the only professional ballet company was the Alice Reyes uh, Modern Dance Company or the 
CCP Dance Company that was again then renamed Ballet Philippines. Um, so a lot of the graduates from Dance Theater Philippines and uh, Dance Concert Company, uh, parang pumunta din sila sa you know Hari Raya, you know pumunta din sila sa sa Ballet Philippines then. Pero ako, I I did not go to Ballet Philippines. What I did was I went to the Russian and Ballet Academy after mm-hmm. dancing in uh, Dance Theater Philippines and doing my advanced examinations in the Royal Academy of Dancing. Wow. Yeah. So get- that was in 1982 when I left wow. for the Russian Ballet Academy. Wow. So exploring natin mm-hmm. mamaya si Russian. Si, ito ba si yung Chris um, Chris, tama ba yung pagka? Uh, Kirov, tama? Kirov yeah, Ballet. Kirov yeah. Ballet. Yeah. In, At that time, it was Kirov. Now it's been renamed Marinsky. Mm, Marinsky yeah. Ballet. Yeah. yeah. Ako kasi ano, dancer din ako, but not really ballerina. Um, mga street, ganyan, hip-hop. So, yung mga coaches ko, lagi na yung sinasabi, we should learn at least basic ballet kasi nandun talaga yung ang dami mong discipline na matutunan talaga. Kaya yun yung foundation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I always say, lalo na sa mga lecture demonstrations hmm. namin, is ballet is the strictest form of yeah. dance. Yeah. So when you learn the strictest form, you can you can find all the other dance forms yeah. a lot easier already kasi yeah. You know, you have you just have to let go of a lot of yeah. the rules and yeah. regulations of ballet in order to to do um, uh, you know other forms of dance. Yeah. It's 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 just very good to build first yeah. strength and technique and foundation with a ballet education, and then go into so many different other forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laging sinasabi sa amin. So, yun talaga yung foundation. Even our coaches, eh, parang gusto rin nila matuto kahit na wala silang background kasi they know the value of um, the discipline in ballet. Yeah. So, so, you're called as prima ballerina. So, meron po bang mga stages siya? Um, well, you know, that prima ballerina status has always been quite controversial. Uh, up to now, Ano, may mga, may mga hirit pa rin uh, about that. Retired na nga eh. <laughs> to be called a prima ballerina, it's not really a title that you give yourself. Uh, it's a title that either your director gives to you or the public, the audience gives it to you. The press and the you know the 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 press can give it to you, yeah. but before you actually earn that title of prima ballerina, you you should have had at least I don't know um, me- several seasons of being a principal ballerina um, or the you know the, a, a principal dancer mm. of a ballet company. Um, you should have at least had some ballets made or choreographed on you. Um, you should have had at least several performances of the lead 
roles in the different classical ballets. You know, you, I mean, you should have probably danced Petri and Don Quixote several times, um, Odette Odile in Swan Lake several times, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, in other words, you, you should have a track record and uh, uh, a following and, you know, and basically you earn that uh, status of being called prima ballerina. It's not something that you give yourself or, you, you know, you just call yourself one day, oh, I'm a prima ballerina. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that, I, I'll tell you a story about when I was in Russia and I did Masha or the Sugar Plum Fairy role in the school's production, the Russian Ballet Academy's production of The Nutcracker. And I was the only, the first foreigner ever to be given that opportunity to dance that role of uh, Masha in The Nutcracker. And when the press wrote about it, they, they wrote, we have just witnessed the performance of the future prima ballerina of the Philippines. Um, and I was also called that when I graduated from the Russian Ballet Academy and I danced the Don Quixote uh, Grand Pas de Deux for my graduation performance. This was in 1984. Um, and then I danced the the full-length Don Quixote with the Kirov Ballet in 1986. And I danced the, my first uh, Kitri in Don Quixote and I danced my first Giselle in, in, um, in 1986 as well. So I, I danced, I was the only, again, I was the only foreigner in the Kirov Ballet at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and I was already called like a, a, the prima ballerina of the Philippines. Because, well, there was only one ballerina from the Philippines that the Russians could watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, and then after that, uh, when I came home, I just started dancing and dancing. And then this big advertisement contract came in. Um, and that created so much controversy because I, I endorsed a feminine hygiene product mm -hmm. and I was the face behind this launch, this national launch, and they called me the prima ballerina of the Philippines. So, ayon na, nagumpisa na lahat ng mga kanyan. After 32 years of dancing and more than 60 performances of Don Quixote, Para ang sagot ko dyan sa mga detractors ko, pwede ba? <laughs> pwede ba? Tama na. Ayoko na. Retired na nga ako eh. Kaya, that's it. That's it. I will not, I, I will not talk about it anymore. <laughs> so, mag, medyo mag-change topic tayo. Pero sige po, ano, um, siguro maybe moving on to that after you came from russia and then went back 
to the Philippines. And kumbaga, syempre, you've already um, absorbed a lot of the Russian culture within it, in terms of dancing. Mm-hmm. How did you share that with the with the with your home country when you came back? Aside from dancing, of course, because diba, you also put up your company and yeah. you, you built your school. Yeah. Ano po translate yung Russian culture of ballet into the Philippine setup? Well, here again, I became controversial. Kasi nga, I started dancing on TV. I started okay. dancing um, sa, sa kalye. I started dancing in, you know, in all sorts of non-traditional venues for dance. And then I started dancing to OPM. I started dancing to Miss Saigon. You know, I was, I was offered a contract by Weya Records to promote... Um, the Miss Saigon soundtrack on TV. I was also given a contract to promote The Wind Beneath My Wings, this, that song by Beth Midler on TV. And then I, of course, was given assignments to go on, on TV and be the, the Miss Whisper Girl. Um, and of course, I would dance. Again, naging controversial ako kasi nga sabi nila, ay nako, yung Lisa makuha na yan. <laughs> Sayaw ng sayaw kung saan-saan. Nababastardize ang classical ballet. That was the term. That was actually the term that was used. That I was bastardizing classical ballet by dancing on TV and dancing all over the place. And dancing to different music. Yung hindi Swan Lake at hindi Don Quixote. At hindi Nutcracker. Para sa akin at that time, ha? Um... My philosophy was, if I'm invited, I will not say no. If I'm given an opportunity to dance, I will not say no. Kasi ano naman ang karapatan kong maghindi? And because I saw how popular ballet was in Russia. I lived there for four years and I saw how even you know mga sundalo mga whole families with their lola lolo up to the apo would go to the ballet and watch um buy tickets and watch the ballet i i was i participated in you know we would go to the different schools auditoriums kahit sa sa war camp pumupunta kami sa sa army camp uh pumupunta kami para magsayaw ng ballet. So, um, I figured that if we brought ballet to all of these places where people would not imagine to be able to watch ballet, and they watch ballet for the first time, and of course, and they watch a high-quality ballet performance, um, then the more popular the art will be, the more possible it will be for people like me and all my other co-dancers to stay in Manila, to stay in the Philippines and have a fruitful career in the Philippines and have, you know, be able to reach out to as many audiences as possible. Kasi para saan ba naman tayo nagbabalik? Siyempre para sa audience, di ba? Hindi naman para sa sarili natin. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we practice so much because we want to be able to reach out and entertain our audiences. So, uh, yeah, that was the, the point was to build an audience 
for ballet so that it would be a viable profession in our country. Um, up to now naman kasi kung may bata na magsasabi na mama gusto kong maging ballerina, oh, sige pwede yan. Pero pag, pagdating mo na mga 20s, maghanap ka ng tunay na trabaho. You know, it's still that stigma up to now. So, um, well, you know, one performance at a time, one day at a time, you build an audience. And that's why I started to become known as the ballerina of the people. And that, that uh, stuck. And so when I put up, put up my own ballet company, Ballet Manila, we became, that was our mission and vision, was to bring ballet to the people and more people to the ballet. And up to now, 30, 25 years later, that still remains our mission and vision. Wow, does that answer your question, Debbie? <laughs> yes, of course. Pero siguro follow up lang din po, from when you started up until now, Kamusta po ang audiences natin ngayon? Can you say na malaki na yung improvement ng ballet, ballet audience or ng dance community sa Philippines? You know, for sure, malaki talaga yung improvement. I remember when I was dancing in Ballet at the Park as a member of Dance Theater Philippines. I was 16, 17 years old. And uh, every time itataas ko yung paa ko sa alasikond o kaya arabesque, tapos magpo-promenade na, tapos haharap na, di ba, promenade, no? Iikot na ganun. Haharap na sa audience, naku, maghihiyawan na silang lahat. Tatawanan, no? Uh, now, it, it sometimes still happens. Um, I'm not going to deny that it doesn't happen anymore. It sometimes still happens, especially when we dance in the provinces. Pero sa concert at the park, in fact, we were just, Ballet Manila just performed for international arts, I mean, for National Arts Month sa, sa, uh, for NCCA. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that same Rizal Park Auditorium and we did excerpts from Carmina Burana in La Traviata and wala nang hiyawan. <laughs> ano na? Um, appreciated yeah. na yung, yeah. yung, you know, yung, yung pagtaas ng paa. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a lot of respect now for for the art form and for, you know, when, when you say, you know, I'm a ballet dancer or I'm a professional dancer, I'm a professional ballet artist, I think it, it uh, translates into something that the people can now relate more yeah. than, you know, than it was 30, 40 years ago. Oh, nga po, parang na-observe ko lang from your stories na you, you were really motivated by making it yung the ballet to the mainstream parang yun nga ballet for the people yeah. um yung yung question ko po ano yung driving like is it about like your upbringing with your parin yung natutunan niyo po sa family or ano po yung uh, motivation niyo po for especially for being a, a ballet dancer diyo parang pag ballet classic agad na parang medyo Kami-kami uh -oh. lang to, ganyan. So, kayo po, iba po yung um, perception niyo po about it. Uh -huh. Well, you know, my driving motivation has always been to be able to dance. Kasi nga, um, 
I loved to perform. I loved to go on stage and dance. And up to when I retired, you know, it was like a long process. You know, hindi ako pwedeng mag-retire ng isang re- retirement performance na lang, tapos-tapos na. Mm-hmm. No. Yung Swan Song series ko, prinolong ko siya talaga ng tatlong taon. Um, <laughs> yung, so, again, that was my main motivation really, was that I love to perform and I just wanted to keep on performing as many times as I could for as long as I could. Um, and now that I'm retired, uh, my motivation really is to keep Ballet Manila uh, surviving as a company and as a school and as a, as a cultural performing arts organization. Um, at this point, it's survival, especially now. Um, it, we're really uh, just on survival mode. But again, we have to think of um, what is really motivating us to continue to survive. And I think it always will be, no matter who you interview, it will always be the passion and love for the dance and for the art form. It will, that will always be the primary motivation of any performing artist. <laughs> Siyempre, with all the discipline, no? Kung hindi ka motivated, di ba? So, I, Siyempre, I mean, kasama na yun, ano? Uh, you always strive for perfection, although perfection is, uh, is, is impossible to achieve. Uh, you know, you know, as dancers, there's always something to correct. There's always something to improve on with every performance. And so you strive for that perfection. And that's the only way you can hope to achieve it is to keep on rehearsing, to keep on practicing, to keep on learning, to keep on working, um, and to grow from one rehearsal to the next and one performance to the next, one class to the next. You just keep on growing. And, and that learning process, that creative process is, is, is endless. Uh, until, I, I think until mamatay na tayong lahat, we're still going to be, you know, dancing and learning and, and uh, communicating through our art form, one way or another. So, nakita rin po na na you're teaching a lot of, um, like, it's par- already part of who you are, really, like, learning and also teaching. Kamusta po yung experience niyo sa students? Well, siguro, since when you started teaching and also up to now. Yung, um, yeah. students, well, students, of course, you always want to have talented students mm-hmm. and hard-working students. But if I was to choose between um, talent and mot- you know, mot- motivated hard workers, I would choose the motivated hard workers mm-hmm. to work with. They're always um, a lot um, easier to work with when you're nurturing and teaching someone who wants it so much also yeah. uh, than, say, a very, very talented student that 
doesn't want to dance. Hirap <laughs> pilitin eh. Yeah, absent yeah, man. Of course. Okay, yeah. Of course. Uh, so yeah, I I've had so many students um, in the past. Um, up to today, I have I still have you know my 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 students and my company, um, and I continue to work with the ones that really want it for themselves. Uh, Miss Lisa, since you already mentioned uh, about uh, transitioning to this time, especially, alam naman natin lahat, it's, it's a big uh, problem now that, uh, about the lockdown. And you mm-hmm. mentioned yeah, that the company and the school is uh, on survival mode. What have been your steps or what are the things that you've been doing since this lockdown period has started? Mm-hmm. And then later on, um, if this lockdown or when when this lockdown the if when when this lockdown is already lifted, what do uh-huh. you also plan to do afterwards? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, first of all, it hasn't been an easy twenty fourth season for Ballet Manila because, as you know, this happened the fire that destroyed Star City and Star Theater and Aliu Theater. So we lost our home last year. October last year. Um, so we've had to um, adapt and change so many things already, even before this lockdown happened. You know, nag, ang dami dami ng uh, steps that Ballet Manila was doing in order to survive. And then the lockdown happened. We, at first, I mean, I, I knew that I needed to keep morale up. Uh, so we at first I, I started to teach online my company I, I started to give classes to the company um, so that just to keep us together at least three times a week we would have company class all together and to keep again to keep morale up um, and then I realized now what if we open company class to people who want to take class with us and uh, you know, charge a very small amount of money and see how that goes. And so it went well uh, when we promoted taking online ballet classes with Ballet Manila, uh, with the company. Merong mga nag-enroll. And so we decided, okay, maybe now is the time to also open up classes online for the school. Because uh, I have two branches, the uh, Lisa Makua School of Ballet in Fisher Mall on the fourth level and here in Pasay City. And we had to close with the lockdown. In fact, we were not able to do our recital. Our recital was scheduled for March 22 and we had to cancel our recital because of the lockdown. The company was fortunate enough to have finished the 24th season with the final performances of La Traviata and Carmina Burana on March 8. But then we were not, the school was not able to do our recital um, March 22. So we're now opening our enrollment online. At this point, I'm still teaching all the classes online. Uh, and we'll see where that goes. Again, this is all a one big experiment. <laughs> <laughs> And I admit that it's very, very difficult to teach ballet online. It's something that we are 
you know, mangangapa tayo together with I as the teacher and my students. We're just going to be discovering new ways to be able to uh, teach and learn online. You know, something that ballet, you know, you know, you have to go into the studio. You have to feel yeah. your teacher. You know, you have to feel the muscles in this position, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, again, we're just adapting with the times. Yeah. And um, I think it's something that has its advantages and disadvantages at this point. I am reaching out to so many different students uh, who are interested in training for the ballet because of the fact that we're online. And, and you know, I even have a student logging on. I have, we have students logging on from Malaysia, from Japan, and from the United States. Uh, so this is good. At the same time, uh, I don't know if we're going to be really able to effectively teach uh, ballet online. You know, as with anything, we will just give it our best shot. Um, if all things work out with the online classes, uh, <laughs> are you still going to pursue them even after the lockdown? Why not? I mean, again, I'm not somebody who would turn down any opportunity to teach or to involve a wider community in the ballet and because that's how we'll survive you know that's how dancers will survive that's how ballet professional ballet artists will survive if we just broaden that community of support um, eventually these students that you reach out to they may not become professional dancers in the future, but certainly they will enjoy the art form. And once theaters are open again, maybe they will buy a subscription and come and watch. You know, I think what, say, the ballet companies are doing now, that uh, they're making uh, recorded past performances available to watch, um, on Facebook or on YouTube. I think it's something that is really building a bigger community for dance. And uh, uh, the more we watch, the more we get involved, and the, the wider the audience we reach, um, the better for everybody in, in the performing arts. Uh, at this point, our wings may be clipped, but we still have the ability to fly. And I think we can even soar. By doing splits. <laughs> yeah, by doing the splits. <laughs> and what are the specific plans that if you want to share for the company to continue sustain? Um, well, for Ballet Manila, we are developing our YouTube channel. Um, in fact, my performance on my 50th birthday, Gold, is already available on YouTube. You can watch it in its entirety. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we are providing online classes, enrollment. In fact, at three o'clock today, I am teaching yes. <laughs> my first ballet class of Twinkle Toes. That's complete beginners from age five to eight years old. Mm -hmm. um, and at 4.30 today, I'm teaching my first ballet class of adult beginners. And again, that's from 15 years old up. 
complete beginners in ballet. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that online ballet classes. Um, I've already been invited to mentor uh, on a one-on-one basis, so we're gonna be trying to schedule that as well. Uh, ayoko din namang ma-burn out, ano? <laughs> turo ako ng turo dito. <laughs> and then, uh, also at the same time, um, we're keeping on with our company classes and that's also available. And hopefully, once we can bring our company back to the studios, um, we'll be able to have open rehearsals online and develop again more programs that will be able to create interest, reach. I mean, the primary thing really is to keep our art relevant, accessible, and uh, inspiring. Um, So that's what we're gonna do. And I think everybody just has to be patient um and learn also to adapt to every situation as we go along i mean again the primary thing at this point is to survive uh and to come out of this um stronger and uh um you know in more like inspired to do to do the right thing and to help Uh, as many people as we can. Parang, ano, walang pahinga si Luisa talaga. <laughs> <laughs> Hindi naman, nagpapahinga ako. <laughs> Lalo na ngayon, forced, ano, pahinga ngayong lockdown. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's very important to also have a, have some form of structure to your day and to have a time for uh, rest and time for work. Kasi, it's, so hard now to separate the two especially because you're working from home you know yes yeah uh, nabanggit niyo po yung project ballet future so mm-hmm. how would you like us uh, to tell us more about it how it came to be and yung what it, it is trying to accomplish well the 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 first project ballet futures basically happened when I was still a member of Philippine Ballet Theater and I started to teach for free mga lalaki you know, mm-hmm. uh, for ballet uh, because you know there's a demand for male ballet dancers mm-hmm. so I figured if I taught male da- ballet dancers for free then I would give them employment opportunities in the future mm-hmm. um, so my first students were the Uh, the, yung uh, lalaking anak ng, uh, ng manikurista ng nanay ko, at saka yung boy, houseboy namin sa bahay. Buti pumayag uh, sila. <laughs> Oo, buti nga po. <laughs> so, sila yung naging first students ko. And then, Osias Barroso and I started that male ballet scholarship program. Our first students then were the Espejo Brothers. Um, All three of them, uh, Eduardo, Jeffrey, and Jerome Espejo. Um, yeah, among, among, among others, of course, no? Um, and then it just grew from there. After we left Philippine Ballet Theater and we put up Ballet Manila, uh, these, like, 
Jeffrey Espejo and Eduardo Espejo were founding members in uh, Ballet Manila. We were only 12 um, dancers at that time, no? In 1995. Uh, and then we just kept on having the male ballet scholarship program until one day that, that scholarship program backfired on us. Because mm. I found that Ballet Manila had more professional male dancers than female dancers. So we opened the program to female scholars as well. So the we partnered, our first partner was with the uh, now it's called the Purple Community Center, and uh, uh, the the first scholars there who are now like the graduates and are now professional dancers in Ballet Manila, Jessa Balote, uh, Risa Meka Maklang, and Jamil Montibon. So they're they're two girls and a boy are now professional dancers with Ballet Manila, but they started with. Project Ballet Futures. Uh, so Project Ballet Futures gives, not only gives free training, but we also give vitamins, milk, a nutrition, a nutritious meal uh, to our, the, to the little kids that come in to take ballet class. Because, you know, we realize that in order to become professional dancers, you have to be strong, you have to be tall, you have to be you know, yeah. you have to have stamina. Um, and you can't do that if you're not eating well. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that Project Ballet Futures grew. It was officially christened Project Ballet Futures, um, I think, in 2008. Um, yeah, and we've had four batches of scholars since then. Maraming dropout, ah. Maraming dropout. We would start, say, with a with a, uh, by audition only, um, we would take in around 40 scholars and then unti-unti silang nawawala. Kasi nawawala yung interest, nawawala yung, or hindi, hindi sila mataas, hindi mataas yung grade nila sa, sa school or lumalagpak sila sa school. So we have to remove them from the ballet program or, or they just can't keep up with the work because it's just too much. Um, or they don't really want to become ballet dancers. Uh, so, hindi, syempre, hindi namin pinipilit. Um, and now, we have, uh, I think, presently in the program, we have six boys and two girls uh, left in the, in the last latest batch of Project Ballet Future Scholars. And one of those scholars got the bronze medal in the Asian Grand Prix last year. Um, Juan Angelo, uh, he, uh, yeah, he got the bronze medal in his category so, wow. so Asian Grand Prix last year. Wow. So it's a, it's a program, it's a, it's a scholarship program that uh, is part now of the uh, corporate social responsibility of Ballet Manila Incorporated, of our company. You mentioned that training talaga, I mean, you've had several dropouts nga, and it really tests uh, who are the people 
or who are the dancers that will stay in the long run. So, kumbaga, nag-emerge from the fire or nag-emerge from the chiseling process yung mga totoong yeah. diamonds nun. <laughs> and now that everything is online, do you see, do you still see those diamonds now? Or do you still see the grit in the young dancers kahit na walang physical contact or whatsoever na everything's just online? Ah, um, um, I don't think we can create a Project Ballet Futures online. Because, mm -hmm. um, of um, kailangan mo ng internet. <laughs> kailangan mo ng, ng telepono kay, uh, or at least, uh, I don't know, a laptop. I mean, in order to start ballet training, you need to have um, certain things that that if you are if you qualify for Project Ballet Futures, um, you uh, I I don't think you'll have these things, no. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe the next batch of Project Ballet Futures, we will uh, again go to the schools audition once schools open, because. Pag audition, kailangan talaga titignan mo yung katawan, titignan mo yung flexibility, titignan mo yung yung ability to coordinate and to to follow. Um, I mean, to give a ballet scholarship for Project Ballet. Let's remember that the aim of Project Ballet Futures is to give scholarships to super talented kids who will not have the ability to enroll themselves in ballet class with the long-term goal of them becoming professional ballet dancers. It's wow. not just to give dance education yeah. to everybody. It's to create professional ballet dancers. So we, I mean, we encourage dance education for everybody. I think it's something that, uh, you know, like, PE has to be done in all schools. For me, if you if you go into ballet or any form of dance uh, uh, education, I think it's it teaches you so many different life skills. It teaches you, you know, discipline. It teaches you the meaning of sacrifice. It teaches you, uh, you know, things like no pain, no gain. The meaning of hard work. The pursuit of perfection the pers uh, it teaches you teamwork you know especially when you have to dance in a group um, it teaches you how to work and learn with others it gives you confidence it gives you good posture if anything else it gives you good posture <laughs> so you know again it's uh, i would encourage every little boy and girl to go into um some form of uh, ballet or dance training. And then you take it from there. Because ballet training has to happen when you're six, seven, eight years old. Because if you want to have a shot at a professional career, you have to start that early. You can't really start at 15, 16 years old anymore now. Not anymore. Unless, of course, you have this super, super, super flexible turned out uh, beautiful jump ability to turn from you know from birth 
pero yeah, you have to start as early as possible um, and then just keep at it. Um, and uh, again, you may not necessarily become a professional dancer, but ballet training is something that if you go into, it can teach you so many life skills that will translate into uh, success in the future, whether you become, you know, uh, you know, be because it teaches you to be focused and to strive towards a goal. Whether that goal is to be able to do a triple pirouette mm -hmm. or to be able to dance Odette Odile in the future, or maybe the goal is to have your own ballet school in the future, or even something completely unrelated to dance. But that, that training that you get in the ballet class uh, gives you so, so much to be able to build on for a successful future, no matter you know, what it is. Magta-take na nga ako ng ballet class. <laughs> Kaso ano na ako, 30 na ako. <laughs> Paano kaya yung mga ganon? Yung, um, yung, like you said nga po, mga 6 years old, 7, 8, ganyan. Paano yung mga mas, mga teenagers na like me? <laughs> oh, teenagers. Adult beginner class ko starts at 4.30 today. Pwede ka pa. <laughs> no excuses, Leia. <laughs> Pero po ba dyan? Kasi I'm, ano eh, I'm 15 weeks pregnant. So may mga... Ah, okay. Then wag na. <laughs> <laughs> Although, when I was pregnant with my two kids, I was dancing um, until, you know... Wow. <laughs> until... I was still doing bar until I gave birth. Funny <laughs> <laughs> Dedication 101. Yeah. No Pilates lang ako eh. <laughs> Your kids... Uh, Miss Lisa, nag-dance din po sila ngayon or what do they do now? My, my daughter took up ballet and in fact, she, she um, went on to become a company member in Ballet Manila. And then she stopped, nagka-injury siya. Uh, so she stopped uh, dancing professionally. She went to school um, in Boston um, for her college. So she she left the country for university and she um, has not, up to now, she still does a bar now and again. Um, my son naman, she, he took up contemporary dance in school. Um, and uh, both of them are very much into theater and performing. Um, and so they, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure if, if given the opportunity to go back to dancing, they would probably go back to dancing. Pero now, nagko-concentrate sila sa school. Uh, my son is a freshman in uh, um, Skidmore College in New York State. And uh, my daughter just graduated, magna cum laude, wow. um, from Emerson College uh, in uh, Boston. So, Miss Lisa, as promised, no? Do you have like mga message to like aspiring performers, dancers, or even... Yeah, mga performers in general. Um, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm often asked this question, no? And uh, I always say the same thing. It, it's a three-step thing, really. Um, the first is you need to decide and commit as early as possible. You know, in, if you want to become, say, a ballerina in the future, 
decide and commit to that as early as possible. Because that early decision will give you more time to, for the next step. The, sec the second step is to find the best training or the best teacher or the best mentor or the best environment or the best company or school that will give you the skills and knowledge that will help you achieve the goal that you are committed to from step one, okay? So that's step two. And of course, step three is the most important. Once you've committed and once you've um, found the best environment or the best teacher to work with or the best school or company, then you have to, siempre, work really hard and be ready to make a lot of sacrifice, a lot of... Um, a lot of mini decisions, you know, uh, mini, deci mini decisions of commitment. This is the big decision and big commitment. But when you're working hard, you will have to make many mini decisions and commitment. You will have to say, commit to waking up at five o'clock in the morning so you get to, you know, uh, do your extra hour of practice. Uh, you, you're supposed to commit to say, keeping on a healthy diet so that you keep your figure. You know, all of this, that's sacrifice and hard work. Uh, you, you need to, to do that in order to achieve your, your ultimate goal. Um, yeah, so those, those three steps. And I think it works not just for a ballet career, not just for dance career, not just for a career in the performing arts, but for any goal that one um you know decides to commit to um in you know for their future oh na curious lang ako <laughs> si yung uh, speaking of yung commit to a healthy diet si uh, miss lisa macuao kaya ano ano yung regimen uh, <laughs> um, um diet wala akong diet um well i i guess i'm i'm I, I, I work a lot. I mean, I, I do, I still do bar with the company. I still, I still do my own like uh, stretchy routine to get the endorphins going. It's, it's just so much part of my life. And I usually only eat twice a day. I eat uh, a big meal for brunch and then I eat an early dinner. Um, and then... Siguro maswerte lang talaga ako na hindi ako mahilig sa matamis. Mm. I, although, I, mahilig ako sa taba. You know, mahilig ako sa pork na tapos yung taba ng pork. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Chicharong uh, Pero hindi ako mahilig sa matamis. I, I was never really, a, you know, for sugar, for dessert. You know, I was never really a dessert person. And it's also always an appetizer and soup and salad person. Hindi ako masyadong mahilig sa main course. Um, so, yun. Uh, but for me, uh, um, I think the key really is don't eat after, say, 6 or 7 o'clock at night. Mm. Um, if, you, if you stop the, the nighttime snacking, 
not only will you sleep better, but you will like uh, not like gain too much weight. Kasi nga, when, when you eat, why do you eat ba? You eat so that you, you have fuel yes. for the machine, which is your human body, yes. in order to have the energy to do the work, you know, what you want to do. No? So for me, but if you're dancing, you need to eat because you need to have that energy. But you don't eat and then go to sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't need the energy to go to yeah, sleep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yun. so, eat for a purpose. <laughs> yes, that's the title. Eat for a purpose. Eat for a purpose. Siguro <laughs> last part na po ito since malapit na tayo mag-time. Um, how do people reach you? Whether they'd be a student who want to learn class or people who would like to help out and give donations or people who um, just want to ask you questions. Okay, I have um, many ways to reach me. I have a public figure page on Facebook. That's Lisa Makuha Elizalde Colon Ballerina. Okay. Um, in fact, I have many online sample classes uh, there, and you know, uh, our professional our class for professional dancers is going to be aired on Wednesday. Um, uh, there's my Instagram account that's at Lisa Makuha. There's the Ballet Manila Instagram and Facebook page at Ballet Manila Official or at Ballet Manila. There's Twitter at Lisa Makuha. There's the Lisa Makuha School of Ballet Facebook page, Instagram account, and Twitter account. Uh, there's the info at balletmanila.com.ph. My personal email address is through there is lmelizalde at ballymanila.com.ph. So there's many ways to reach me. Um, be creative. <laughs> oh, like, like we said nga kanina, umpisa, very active talaga online si Miss Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually answer uh, most of, you know, unless of course it's, a, it's, it's a, something that my staff can answer. Um, I usually try and answer, you know, as many of the inquiries and questions as possible. Because I, I really, you know, that's, re that's really part of the mission and the vision is to make ballet um, accessible to as many people as possible. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, once again, Miss Lisa Makuha Elizalde. Maraming maraming salamat po. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. It was very informative. I think busog na busog lang pas pa tayo sa bus. In terms of ano, information, hindi, hindi tayo nag-diet. <laughs> Namin nating na-absorb. Ayan. It was a very enriching experience. So next week, ano mangyayari next week? So next week, ang ating uh, guest, uh, secret muna. Pero ano naman, lalabas muna tayo sa dance realm. So musician siya. At hanggang doon lang yung malalaman ng mga nakikita <laughs> Next week na. <laughs> at muli mga kaibigan, ako po si Deborah Lemwell at ang, at ang aking co-host. So, I'm Leia from Husay <laughs> Company. At ito ang, ang Husay Co. Show. Alright! <laughs>